All right, Bears fans, are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. I bought my buddy's Manscaped products for an early Secret Santa this year. Not only do they love the products, but it got by far the most laughs. A few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair, Crop Mop Ball Wipes, because you never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared, Foot Duster Foot Deodorant, the Shears 2.0, a luxury four-piece nail kit, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs, and let's not forget about the Lawn Mower 3.0 Trimmer, which offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming access. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code SHY. That's code SHY, C-H-I. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code SHY. Now back to Bears Nation Podcast. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Welcome back, Bears fans. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast following the Lions game, the week 13, right? 13? Yeah. Week 13 matchup against the Lions. And everybody's getting fired because the Bears lose once again in a crippling and detrimental fashion to everybody's heart, minds, and souls. Uh, 34-30 completely blow the game. Hey, I always say, anytime you can blow a 10-point lead late in the fourth quarter, you simply got to do it. You simply got to do it. There's really no way about it. Um, so, yeah, you drop to five and seven, and you stink. And everybody should be fired tomorrow. We're recording this directly after this game, uh, directly after watching David Montgomery fall well short of, fourth down, of the first down marker on fourth and one. And, yeah, I mean... Everybody should be fired tomorrow. Nagy should be fired. Mm -hmm. Pay should be fired. Ted Phillips, that fat stooge, should be fired. Um, You know, it it, it should blow it up. I mean, blow up this, not blow up the team. I mean, but blow up the coaching staff, blow up the management. Everybody's got to go. If that horrible loss to the Packers is enough to open your eyes, then I don't know about what about losing the Lions could not possibly open your eyes. A team that you already beat once, a team that has, a team that fired their coach and GM a week ago. So that's all I got. Everybody should be fired. If this doesn't do it, I don't know what else to say. If if, if somebody, notable, most notably Nagy, isn't fired tomorrow, I'll be furious. Yeah, everybody should be fired tomorrow morning. 
Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It, it. it 100% needs to happen. I would almost argue that this loss was worse than the Packers' loss. I mean, the way you mm-hmm. lose this game and the the just the specific coaching decisions that this game came down to. First of all, you're throwing the ball on what was it, third and eight or whatever, down in you know in your own territory, and then Mitch fumbles, and then there you are, fourth and one. You actually have a chance to win the game, and you run it on fourth and one. I mean, it is just time and time again. I mean, we have seen enough. And look, guys, I was holding out hope and. I think a lot of Bears fans were too. I mean, they saw what was ahead of them. If the Cardinals lost, the Jaguars and the Vikings uh, are in a tough game right now. We don't know the outcome of it, but you know, we were holding out hope. But at this point, I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm the optimist. I mean, there is nothing here. There is nothing more here for this team. Um, you know, the offense plays well. They score 30 points. The defense lets them down, and the coaching is just terrible. Uh, and again, it's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I mean, it's the same conversations we're having week after week. Uh, and if they don't fire Matt Nagy by Monday morning, there is something seriously, seriously wrong wrong uh as we already know with you know the structure of the hierarchy of that organization so um it's it's absolutely deflating man it's absolutely deflating it's painful i post on my snapchat and my instagram i said pain in all caps and about nine ends because that's where i'm at and i think that's where every bears fan is at and the only way to relieve that pain is if you get rid of uh, what's causing it so yeah um you know i anger like anger and being angry like isn't really what I what I'd use to describe how I'm feeling right now. It, it's it's almost like like I, I there, there's always a chance that the Bears, you know, embarrass us or, you know, let us down. But, you know, it, it's it kind of sucks even more because like you always know it's a possibility. But when it happens, you're just like you just deflate it all over again because yep. it's I mean, you just want to believe things are going to get better. But, you know, it, it's. They, they've proved to us they, they've proved to us that they don't you know they don't deserve our, our optimism they don't deserve our positivity um and what honestly what they do deserve uh, at least the coaches is all of them to lose their jobs um and you can throw ryan pace into that as well and ted phillips um you know it, it, it's it's terrible it's terrible um and, and honestly I, there's really nothing more to say uh you know in the like in terms of the analysis because it's like you know we've broken down everything the team is just bad like there's nothing more to say they're a bad football team and um i that's how we're gonna go about it uh moving forward i mean for the rest of the season they're a bad football team yep yeah i mean uh the time for anger was last week after the packers loss after the packers dismantled you that was the time for anger uh when you lose to the lions after blowing the lead like that and you only score one touchdown in the second half, uh, that's the time for apathy. That's the time where it, I texted our group chat. It's laugh out loud funny how that game ended, how this game, how the Bears choked it away, how they collapsed, because it is. I mean, that that's the only thing you can do. It's the, what, that old saying, you have to laugh because otherwise you're going to cry. Like, that's where you're at with yeah. this team. And, no, and, and I will say this, and I will say this, Mitch Trubisky didn't play bad. Mr. Trubisky uh-huh. did that. From what I saw, and I, I told Kevin and Chris this, I worked most of today, so I didn't get to see a lot of the game. But Trubisky didn't look that bad from the snatches I saw while I was at work and then uh, most of the fourth quarter. Uh, that fumble was bad. But also, if you're Bobby Massey, you can't be getting blown up like that. You can't nope. be let, letting that happen that deep in your own uh, territory. Charles Leno and Bobby Massey were both terrible once again today. Uh, this team is just – there's – holes the, the you can pinpoint exactly where things go wrong and like kevin said why are you throwing in that situation anyway in which you're just trying to milk the clock um yeah i mean it, it's bad it's really bad every you, you got to replace the coaching staff tomorrow uh 
it has to happen tomorrow. I mean, you can't, it's clear also that you cannot let this current regime, this current staff make the next set of draft picks, right? No, I mean, you, you, you can't. Um, and I just want to talk about that offense and that performance, because although it's, we're talking about burning everything down, we do have to break down this game and what we saw and what we did see was an effective, well-run offense. Uh, you know, whether you want to accept the reality of the fact or not, you know, Mitchell Trubisky was 26 for 34. It's a great completion percentage, 267 yards, one touchdown, um, you know, had the one mistake there. That's not totally his fault because of, uh, you know, that rush off the edge and then the situation and the running game looked phenomenal. I mean, the running game looked phenomenal. Cordero Patterson ran well David Montgomery ran really well three rushing touchdowns I mean like the offense played well enough and the defense for whatever reason let them down and whenever I mean whenever have we seen the defense let this team down I mean it has been a rarity but I think it is a direct sign of them checking out and a direct sign of them just you know you know the coach not getting them ready to play Chuck Pagano has been absolutely god-awful and there is a situation a scenario where if the Broncos continue to do poorly Vic Fangio gets fired and returns back to the Bears there is a situation where that happens um but but it's it it's it's just you know it's not what anybody expected. I mean, the offense puts up 30 points with this team, and you're thinking that's a, that's a win every day of the week. And for some reason, for some reason this week, the defense just checked out. And I don't know if you want to pinpoint back to the words that Matt Nagy said that maybe pissed them off, and and I don't know, but they did not look ready to play all day. Matthew Stafford carved them up like a pumpkin. He had 402 yards passing and three touchdowns. It's I, I it's it's just completely uncharacteristic and again everything that we talk about every single thing it's just hilarious because every single thing that we talk about defense offense coming ready to play everything goes back to the source goes back to the head coach and the fact that you can point point every single thing back to that is a direct sign of what the issue is here so offense played well mitch played well but man how does the defense let you down like that i don't know i don't get it yeah i tweeted this out during the game chuck pagano's been exposed Uh, i mean he's Last year, you could tell the. I mean, the defense was very good last year, in my opinion, at least. Um, but you know, you even then, you could tell the defense didn't look the same. And um, you know, that was a, the the defensive coordinator switch. I mean, that's kind of what I'm holding it to. Um, you know, Chuck Pagano, his his first year, which was last year, he was all right. You know, things were okay. We were looking good. And then, you know, he's just been completely exposed. Like he he's you know it's too conservative, too soft. Um, yep. You know, you have guys like Robert Quinn. I mean, I, I don't even sometimes like, like Robert Quinn doesn't even enter my head throughout a bears game because he's just, you don't hear about him. You don't see him doing anything. It's just, you know what I mean? And, and I don't know if that's, you know, Robert Quinn checking out um, or, you know, losing a step per se, or if that's all on Pagano, I think it's a little bit of both personally, but you know, it's there's so many things wrong with this team, um, you know, offensively and now I guess defensively. Um, so it's yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully they, they're able to clean house and, and try to right this ship quick um, because I, I don't I don't like this little downward spiral where we're heading down. Yeah. The downward spiral is one way to put it. Uh, if you lost six in a row now, the losing streak continues. Uh, first time you've lost six in a row since 2002. And it's just the decisions that this coaching staff continues to make is just, again, laugh out loud funny. How do you have, how do you run that well 
in the first half. You're running all over the Lions, and you open the third quarter with pass, 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 read option, pass. Like, how do you do that? And then David Montgomery still ends the day 4.2 average, 72 yards. Cordero Patterson has 59 yards on 10 carries. He was running effectively. Uh, I don't know what the things that goes on in this man's brains does not make sense to me. And you know, I know that we're going to hear in the postgame, oh, well, our team fought hard. We, we're yeah. going to go back and we're gonna look at stuff. And, you know, guys in this locker room, they still believe. And it's going to be the same, Nagy, buddy, buddy, I'm your friend. Like, we're not going to yell at you. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to hold our heads high and walk into next week. Well, Nagy, I really, truly hope that this is the week that you don't walk back into next week because you got to go. He's got to go. Everybody, make make Laser the guy for the rest of the season. I don't care. <laughs> um I mean, it's got to be laser. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I just say, I just say. Good day today. You got yeah. had a good day today. So, yeah. I mean, that's your only option. It's not going to be Pagano. So, I mean, it, it probably actually would because he's the one with head coaching experience in the past. So, it probably would be him in the event that he doesn't also get fired. But, I mean, we are rushing headlong at a team that is going to clean house uh, at the end of the year. You're looking, you're staring it right in the eyes. Uh, with this loss, though, a little bit of silver lining. The Bears are in position for a top 10 pick now, which, again, just goes back to my point. You cannot have the same regime making that next draft pick. And especially, and I would not even just this regime, that fat stooge, Ted Phillips, has got to go. You're an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Go back in your little corner. Crunch your numbers. I don't care. I'm sick of you running a football team. We've known it since the John Fox days. We've known it since the Tressman days. This guy is allowed to make football decisions when he's not a football person. It doesn't make sense. That yeah. doesn't work. It work. It works in baseball because baseball is, revolves around numbers, literally. And I mean, all sports do, but baseball more so than anything else. And it works there. But the Bears were ahead of their time with hiring Phillips, and it worked for the Lovey Smith era, and that was it. So the guy's yeah. got to go. Can't let him pick the next GM. You can't let him pick the next coach. You can't let him have any say in the, how this football team is run. It's time. You were ahead of your time, and it was cutesy and innovative when you first did it. But now you've let the league pass you by and lap you. It's time to go. You gotta, you gotta put people in charge who know what they're doing, who know football, who can evaluate talent and manage the talent. That's three steps: bang, bang, bing, bang, boom. President, GM, head coach. Three steps right there, and you gotta have the right people in those positions. You can't, you can't keep going with, forward with this staff. You, no, you can't. There's no shot in hell, and I actually just got a text from Adam Abdallah, our guy at ESPN 1000. He's already to come come on to our podcast on Tuesday and talk about draft picks and where the Bears are going to be and who they're looking at. Uh, and yeah, I mean, maybe there there That's is a chance now tease, that the folks. Kevin just did a very professional move. That's called a tease. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, I'm out here doing that promotional work, but you know, there is a chance the Bears get a top 10 pick. And all of a sudden, you know, I, last week, I'm mean, guys. I mean, I was I was on the you know the um the boat of it's saying you know don't. It's crazy what one loss can do, right? I know, because uh, like I said, I was holding out hope. And realistically, objectively, there was a reason for me to do that. Um, but at this point, you know, it, it's just it, it it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense, especially when you clean house. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to root for them to lose. I'm going to root for them to win. But, you know, it, it's you know, it, if you get a top, you, your best opportunity here is to get a top 10 pick and, and figure it out. And and God, I'm in love with Justin Fields because I'm an Ohio State guy, you know, move up to get him or something. We're going to dive into that with Abdallah. Um, but that is a very, very realistic possibility now because the, because of this loss to Detroit, I think they are now ahead of them in the draft order for some some strange yeah. possibility. Yeah, uh, they flip. 
yeah, they flip. So the Bears are now would be ahead of the line. I mean, God, the fact that we're talking here that the Bears have the same record as Detroit is is just baffling. But it is interesting because you, I think Bears fans can learn a little bit of something from Detroit and what they did today with a new head coach. They looked inspired. You know, they were getting fired up on the sideline. The broadcast team kept flipping to their sideline, talking about how this was a motivated team, an inspired team uh, once they got rid of Matt Patricia. And, you know, if you are going to look for something in these next four games that remain for this Bears team, you're going to, assuming Matt Nagy gets fired and, you know, everything gets cleaned, you're going to look at how this team responds to that, how this team plays under a different head coach, under a different, um, you know, regime, you know, maybe in these next four games. And you have the perfect example of the Lions and what happens when you get rid of a guy who is, you know, just not getting it done with your team and in the locker room and and, and how they perform once that happens. So also, if the next four games will be very, very telling, very, very telling for me. Matt Nagy uh, and his tenure here, and you know, based on how they play coming out these next four games, it'll it'll tell you a lot. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to disagree and say I hope to God they don't fire everybody right now. Um, I want them to stay for the rest of the season just to just to for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, 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 I don't I don't give a shit anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm hammer the point that. home. Yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. I I pray to God they stay just so we just because I know there's a chance we lose out with this dumb shit, Matt Nagy. Um, so I, I, you know, I hope they stick with him. Um, you know, I hope the Bears lose out and please improve that draft position to be able to get a quarterback. Please. That's all I'm asking. So, Kevin, like, I know, like, it sounds like I'm trying to be funny. I'm being 100% serious. Keep them for the rest of the season for that reason. I'm it not sounds, doing uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from. But, and, no, and but, the but, thing no is, but you'd be more upset if that happens. That. The, the well, thing What'd you say, Kevin? I just said I think you'd be more upset. I mean, you'd be more upset if that happens because then that shows that the they're not willing to make changes. Like if well, this happens week after week, then that's what that shows. To be fair though, uh, I I'm pretty sure I read this last week, but the Bears are the the one team that I think has never uh, fired a coach in season. Um, so I mean, like it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like just because they don't do it doesn't mean it won't happen. Just because we've seen them never I, fire a coach mid-season. so you know what i mean like i i think at this point like you're past the point of embarrassment like there's i would be i, I mean i know the bears do stupid things but i would be i mean shocked is an understatement if you know any of these guys come back phillips pace or Nagy. yeah yeah right uh, yeah And that's the thing. I think Chris is right. Like, especially if you lose out and there's already rumors about them wanting, uh, having interest in Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern, which no, thank you. Yeah, no. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's four games left on the schedule and I mean, you have the Texans who are going to come in with Deshaun Watson leading them with someone, a quarterback who has something he wants to prove to this team and is going to want to beat up on you. You have then the Vikings who you already lost to once and they're put, they're still in the playoff hunt. So they're for sure going to want to come in there motivated. Then you have the Jaguars who are currently tied with the Vikings yeah. in overtime and you already lost to the Vikings. So if the Jaguars beat the Vikings, <laughs> then you lost to the Vikings. Then what do you think? says about you um and regardless i mean they they're playing the vikings closer uh than you did so yeah that's not great and then you have the packers to kick things off and we saw how that went last week so i'm not seeing a whole lot of hope but i mean yeah give me justin fields give me justin wilson one of those two please um 
and give me a whole new regime, a, a whole new staff of all new faces in that building to make that pick because that's the only way you're going up from here. But there is still scenarios, I think, where um, you know they do go after a free agent. I, I think you do, even if they do get a top 10 pick, there is still scenarios where they do that. You look at even a guy who played against the Bears this week, and we talked about this in our group chat. Matt Stafford becomes a free agent. Um, you know, there, there is no, I mean, that organization has done nothing for him to, you know, be loyal to them. He could come over here. Aaron Rodgers could come over here. If they have any interest in Sam Darnold or Dak Prescott, you know, there are opportunities where you get your guy like that, and then you pick up an offensive lineman, and all of a sudden you're right back in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, Jake, you brought it up. Uh, you brought up the fact that, you know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't that bad today. Um, and, you know, I was watching that game. Uh, I was watching this game today. And the one thought that kept running through my head was I'm even more certain that Mitch Trubisky could figure it out with another team. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, I, I, I mean, at this point, I would throw money down on that. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying he'd come, you know, light it up and be a top five quarterback, but he could be a service serviceable quarterback for somebody um, with the right coach, especially, I think could, could only help him. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think he could be a decent quarterback for somebody. It's not going to be here Chris, because of the incompetence, but I don't know. You know it, I, it's I said it this depends. On, it depends on where you're at in the draft. If you well, if you can get a Wilson yeah. or a Fields or somebody or a, a Lance, then you're probably going to move on from Trubisky, but oh, no, 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 no. if you're no, if you're I, late I, I if you're later, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say if you're later in the in the first round and you'd rather take an offensive lineman and then take a quarterback in the second or third, then yeah, you could have someone like that compete with Mitch in the next training camp. But I mean, if it, it depends on where you fall in the draft. I think the Bears are done with Trubisky just because there's just so much negativity with it. And, you know, he hasn't worked out for us. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where I think they're just going to try to start over. But um, so, like, I think that ship has kind of sailed. But I'm just saying in terms of, like, just Trubisky, just, you know, aside from the Bears, I think he could be a serviceable quarterback for somebody. Sure. I mean, he absolutely. Oh, my God. I mean, it's going to be so painful, guys, because I I can assure you that what Chris is saying is right. He is going to go to an organization or, you know, the, the outside possibility. I did say this to my dad. I said there is an outside possibility where if Mitchell Trubisky plays well these next five games and they bring in a head coach in a front office that's willing to, you know, work with him and actually adopt him under their, you know, bring him under their wing and, and you know, do right with him, then there's a chance that he can be served with the Bears. And now that is probably a very unlikely scenario. But nonetheless, I mean, if he goes to a franchise that has a coach that's willing to go all in on him, you know, do the things that he does best, game in and game out, he will do well at another team. I, I promise you he will. I promise you he will. And it, it's just a testament. Again, it's a testament to Matt Nagy. The fact that he, I mean, guys, we probably wouldn't be in this position if Mitch was never benched in the first place. Now, we don't want to have to go back and talk about that and what could have been, but I'm sorry. That, that's really the reality of it. And he plays well today. And it's just like, man, I mean, you know, like you need, like you needed more explanation as to why he should get fired. I mean, he should have been fired week three after he benched Mitch in the first place. I mean, he should have been fired after week three. Because that was the first thing that did you in for this whole season. That was the first move of all the rest, of all the dominoes that fell after that. That was the first move that really screwed this team over in 2020. You can't tell me differently. That was what uh, sent this team on a downward spiral. That exact moment. And people are going to disagree with that because they won the Atlanta game. But it was that moment 
that determined the rest that determined the rest of the year. I mean, it was that exact moment. And when you look at this tenure and this regime of Matt Nagy, I think you can point to that moment as kind of you know this the starting point and you know the first shovel scoop of a gigantic hole that you know Matt Nagy dug himself into. And that's why he's going to be fired. Um, yeah. That's why he's going to be gone exactly. uh, at the end of the season, if not tomorrow. But uh, we don't want to talk about too much future stuff because yeah. we want to get to that with Abdel on Tuesday. Uh, he's going to be officially a recurring guest, so awesome for him. <laughs> um, but just to wrap on a couple game notes uh, before we wrap this episode, uh, we already talked about Mitch, how he played well. The thing is, for the future, you have good young pieces that flash today that you still are going to have yes. around. David Montgomery had another solid game, which I mentioned. Uh, Anthony Miller, which we talked about the weeks 11 to 16, 11 to 17, 12 to 17 breakout annual happened again today. Five catches on five targets, 56 yards. Um, so that's starting again. Can't wait to see him go off for the rest of the year. Darnell Mooney was again. Uh, he was again involved a lot. Cole Komet had one of his better games. He had five catches. Uh, David Montgomery was in the receiving game too. So he was over a hundred yards uh, total, which is exactly what you want to see. Javon Wims even made himself relevant with a catch. So <laughs> there's pieces here for you to use. And obviously we already know Roquan Smith is a budding superstar. Jalen Johnson is a budding star. Kyle Fuller is under contract. So there's things to work with here. It's just a matter of using it appropriately. But um, real quick, just uh, my Cole Komet over, over 100 yards was a little bit off. He ended with 37. But still, his involvement, I'll take it. I'll take the up increase in involvement for Komet. One million percent. I mean, like, we, it just goes to show what happens when you give him the ball and when you give these guys an opportunity to make plays, right? Um, and, and it's still baffling me why they stopped throwing to Allen Robinson later in the game. And the guy was a machine in the first half. But there were things to, to be positive about. I know it's so hard, right? It is so hard to find the positives after this. But, you know, I was kind of critical of Dave Montgomery the past seven weeks, right? Um, you know, I said, I don't know if he's a legit number one. I think they'd be better off running by committee. And Dave Montgomery shut me up today. I still think, you know, there's nothing wrong with, again, getting Cordero Patterson in the mix you know, even giving Artavis Pierce and Lamar Miller opportunities. And I still think that should be happening. But David Montgomery played like a number one running back today. I mean, he was a monster, you know, play after play is making just incredible efforts to get to the end zone, incredible efforts to just get the extra yard, always falling forward. Um, he played phenomenally, t phenomenally today. The Minnesota Vikings just beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, in case you're wondering. So there we have that. Um, but yeah, there, there are positives. And again, the main and more positive on offense than defense, which is shocking. Darnell Mooney, like you mentioned, I mean, he looked like a stud today. I mean, the speed and the burst is phenomenal. Um, Jimmy Graham was not even in the mix at all. But it, it's it, it just is it, it's if you want to find encouragement, there is encouragement in the fact that there is this young core and these are these young pieces. And this is the reason why I continue to say that the turnaround for this team to be good in the future is not as long as people may think it be. When you say blow it up, that that may pertain to the coaching staff in the front office. But I don't necessarily think that pertains to the roster. Um, and I think you saw a good glimpse of that today with a lot of the ways these young players perform today. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are definitely some pieces. I, I don't think um, anyone could really deny that. Cole Komet, I mean, I'm really happy with what we saw from him today. Yeah. Um, Darnell Mooney as well. I mean, he's going to continue to produce. He's been doing it. You know, he, he did it right away. I mean, Darnell Mooney came in producing. So I think, you know, he's only going to get better. Um, and then, like you guys said, Jalen Johnson. Uh, Kyle Fuller, I, I mean, Kyle Fuller isn't too young, but you guys get the point. Like there, there are definitely some pieces and, um, I, I'm really, I'm really interested to see what happens with Allen Robinson. I'm not gonna, I, I know we agreed to not talk too far, uh, or dig 
too deep into the the future talk, but um, I, I want to see what happens with that now because um, you know if they do decide to to blow it up, quote unquote, um, I, I want to see if they believe that it'd be worth it to you know pay big bucks for a wide receiver if they're not if they feel like they're not going to be competing um, or you know something along those lines. I I, I that's kind of like the storyline I'm going to be paying close attention to. Um, you know, he made a business decision at the end of that game too. What, what was he that? Made, he made a business decision at the end of that yeah, game too. Yeah, that was a poor that's, play. That little hop out of bounds. That was a poor that play. Fourth and one. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I, I, and, and that I, was yeah, I don't surprising. know if it was. Yeah, was, I mean, I don't yeah. know if it was just he didn't know where he was on the field, or it was a business yeah. decision. I, I, I kind of said that half as a joke, but it was also probably a little bit true. No, but, no, I um, with that play, I, I genuinely don't think he knew where he was, but. Like that, it, to me, that's still very rare because A-Rob is usually, I mean, that's the one guy like in that situation, if you're going to go to A-Rob, you're expecting yeah. A-Rob to get the first down no matter what. Sure. So, yeah, sure. just it was just a, a weird situation. And I think that kind of plays to what to what Kevin was saying earlier. Like, you know, there's a chance that some of these guys are mentally checked out. And, I, you know, I, I can't blame, um, you know, even though it is the players playing and it's their technically their fault that you know we're five and seven right now you know have lost however many damn games we've lost six in a row um you know i i do think that some of these players are fed up with with the coaches i i do think that's a thing and um you know it's just sad sad to see i think the problem with that play was he was a little bit too worried about reserving that last time out that he thought it was more important for him to get out of bounds regardless of the situation than you know try to push for extra yards i think that was kind of what was going through his mind um so so you know that's tough to see but i do think they're you know talking about alan robinson's future i mean there's still a scenario he stays in chicago i think you know people think that's not even a possibility at all i think that is a very real possibility if you bring in new people um you know he he likes the city his agent likes the city i told you guys they have strong lineage to the city he has nothing wrong with the fans and nothing wrong with the city that comes directly from his agent he has a problem with you know maybe at times the quarterback and then of course the coaching staff so if you get those things figured out then there is no reason why Allen Robinson you know shouldn't be here for you know a long period of time and I'm just kind of thinking about it this what they may do uh seems a lot like the 49ers um and what the 49ers did back in 2017 you know they were a struggling team they went out got a free agent quarterback they got a high draft pick and then the rest is history for them uh you know they made it to the Super Bowl loss but you know I know we'll dive into that in the next episode but I do think that is a team to look at when you're talking about what this team will do in the future but uh Allen Robinson you know I, I don't think his time in Chicago could be done if they bring in other people who are willing to give him the amount of money he wants who recognize how good he is as a player and show him that love and if he receives that love well then he'll be a Chicago Bear for life I truly believe that so um there is still hope for that to happen Fair. yeah i i i mean i pray that he he retires as a chicago bear i i just think you know the fact that the bears are losing everybody's so down and um you know everything everything wrong everything bad that happens when you're you know you know you're in this spiral like everything kind of gets blown out of proportion we all do it um, so, you know, I think a lot of Bears fans are kind of like, oh, who cares if A-Rob leaves this and that we suck anyway. But trust me, I, you don't want let you don't want to let A-Rob walk. Mm. Unless you're well, it, it's to Kevin. It's to Kevin's point that if you bring in the bright people who can, you know, feel that they can work with what's there and, you know, get a quick turnaround a year or two turnaround, then, yeah, I mean, I think you could get him to stay. There's never and money always talks, obviously, too. But yeah. that yeah. being said, Bears lose 34-30. Fall to five and seven. 
hurdling at a brick wall. Hopefully, you know, you think everybody gets fired tomorrow. We recorded this right after the Lions game. But we'll see. Uh, if not, uh, you have the Texans next week. But we will be back uh, in the middle of the week, probably on Wednesday. Uh, we'll probably record Tuesday night. But with Adam Abdallah, ESPN 1000, he will be rejoining us to talk about the Bears and where they go from here. So be sure to keep an eye out from that. Obviously, we will tweet it and post it and let you know when that is out. So thank you, as always, to the listeners for sticking with this show through the ups and downs and mostly the downs for the last seven weeks. But as always, it's good to be here and let the emotions out. Otherwise, what do you do? you got to laugh or you'll cry. So for myself, for Kevin, and for Chris... Thank you for listening, and bear down, I guess. Bear down.